of all time. But it's more than just a nice story. Because Bethlehem was just the beginning. The whole purpose of it was going to get ugly before it got better. I want to read with you our main passage today, which is going to be John 1, 1 to 12. So if you have your Bibles with you, feel free to turn or you can look at them on, uh, on the screen. John 1, 1 to 12. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things came into being by Him, and apart from Him, nothing came into being that has come into being. In Him was life, and the life was the light of men and the light shines in the darkness and the darkness did not comprehend it there came a man sent from God whose name was John he came for a witness that he might bear witness of the light that all might believe through him he was not the light but came that he might bear witness of the light There was the true light, which coming into the world enlightens every man. He was in the world, and the world was made through him, and the world did not know him. He came to his own, and those who were his own did not receive him. But as many as received him, to them he gave the right to become children of God even to those who believe in his name. Father, we want to thank you for today. We want to thank you for this celebration. We don't completely comprehend it. We do this every year in so many ways. It, um, it almost becomes mundane because we've heard it so much. We know it so much. And it's just sometimes one of the things that we do yearly. But oh, our world changed. If we could only see how our world changed. When you stepped out of glory, you gave up some of your rights to come to this earth. And you did it because of your love for us. Oh, let us begin to see and understand just a little bit. what it meant for you to give up some of your rights to be man 
with us and then to die so that we might live. Thank you, Father, for sending your Son to us. We pray it all in Jesus' name. Amen. I'm reading a book called Touching Heaven. And there's a story in this book on page 41. I want to read it to you. This man who wrote this book is a medical doctor, and he tells this story. One of America's astronauts was a patient of mine during his later years. And Deborah and I once asked him, while you were in outer space, did you ever think about what lies beyond the universe and whether there has to be a God? Did you see or feel his presence up there? Oh, yes, I believe there's God, he told us. There was a bright glow in that darkness. I can't explain it, but it stayed with me the whole time. It would be several more years before that pioneering hero became a Christian. But I heard a very real truth in his words. The experience of God's presence does indeed stay with us. Jesus is the light of the world. He chose to come. He chose to give up some of his rights in heaven to be obedient to his Father and also because of his love for us. Why he would choose to come to this garbage pit. There's only one reason. It's because of the love that he has for you and I. You know, That love is something that we can't completely comprehend. We don't completely get it, I promise you. We love our children. We love our family members, our spouse. But we do not love the way that God loves you and I. The second thing point that I wanted to make today is that Jesus is a non-extinguishable light. I'm not asking you to turn to all these passages, but I'm going to read a passage to you out of Revelation. Revelation chapter 22, verse 16, says this, I, Jesus, have sent my angel to testify to you these things for the churches. I am the root and the offspring of David, the bright and morning star. Jesus is a non-extinguishable light. You see, Satan thought that he could snuff Jesus out. He thought he could snuff the light out, but he never could. Do you remember when Jesus was born? 
Do you remember the wise men that were on the trek following the star? And they stopped and spoke in Judea to King Herod. And he inquired where they were going and what they were doing. And they explained to him they had come to see the king. And they were following the star. And he told them, he gave them instructions. After you find him, would you stop by and let me know where he is? You see, King Herod he didn't have the greatest confidence in himself and in his power and in his rule. And if there was another king there, he wanted to get rid of him, didn't he? But you remember in a dream, those three wise men were told, don't you go back to see King Herod. So they went home another way, the Bible says. Do you remember what King Herod did? Killed all the male babies two years and under in that land of Judea, every one of them. Because I promise you, it was done from the enemy. Satan says, I'm going to snuff it out. I'm not going to let this plan of God work. Every one of them was killed. But Jesus, in a dream, his earthly father, his earthly caretaker, was told, leave the land, go to Egypt. Jesus wasn't there, was he? Because God had another plan. Jesus was on a mission. So that his life was spared. Part of that mission, the most important part of that mission that Jesus was on, was to come to die. His whole mission was about dying on a cross so that his blood could wash away the sins of mankind. That was his mission. So again, the enemy thought that maybe he had snuffed him out. Because when they took Jesus off of that cross, physically, fully man, he was fully dead. And they laid him in a tomb. He might have been dead as a man, but he never died as our God, did he? Never died. And as scripture records and tells us, three days later, he gave victory over death and came alive again physically so that you and I might have life 
have it to the full. My third point is, Jesus is an everlasting light. Jesus is an everlasting light. Let me turn to the book of Psalms. Psalm 145, the psalmist says this. We find it in verse 13. The kingdom is an everlasting kingdom, and the dominion endures throughout all generations. Do you remember the line that Jesus came through? Who was the last king that we recognize as the king of Israel? The most famous king, King David. Jesus came down through that line of King David. And it was prophesied that David's kingdom would last forever. Jesus was in that line. There are no kings today in Israel. Their king is King Jesus. And he will be their king. And he really will rule over the entire world. That day is coming. I'm telling you it's coming. And if you pay attention, you can see things forming. I don't know when, how soon, but I'm telling you, Jesus will rule and have authority over this entire world. Because he is our king, and his kingdom is everlasting. Some of you on this day, some of you maybe last night, during this whole Christmas season, you've given gifts. You've received gifts. We do that as a response to the three wise men giving gifts to Jesus. A couple weeks ago, I had a young man about nine years old that I know his family. He doesn't know Jesus. His family doesn't know Jesus. But I was going to buy a, I had to go buy a gift for an angel tree project. Are you familiar with that? So the boy that I had chosen was a 10-year-old boy, and I wanted to take this young guy with me because I wanted him to see it. Christmas wasn't all about receiving for me. So I had bought this. young man a coat that's what he wanted for Christmas he needed a coat and Lee with his heart as big as it is even though he doesn't know Jesus he said to me Steve is that all you're getting him as a coat <laughs> at nine years old I mean, that makes sense doesn't it 
And I said, well, what are you thinking, Lee? He goes, well, I want to buy him a toy. I said, Lee, I need you to come with me. Let's go do it together. So I went and got him, and we went, and he picked out a toy. And here's the, who this little boy is. He said, Steve, I have some money I've been saving. I want to pay for it. <laughs> so this little nine-year-old boy took his money. He bought this almost $20 toy because he wanted him to have something other than just a coat for Christmas. The point I'm making isn't the story I just told you. That's the part that touches our hearts. But we were, I was listening to Christmas carols. We were in the car, and I was able to get around to say, well, you know what Christmas is really about, right? I said, he goes, yeah, I think so. He said, I think if I remember right, wasn't Jesus born on Christmas? <laughs> I said, Lee, Jesus is Christmas. We have Christmas because of Jesus. <laughs> Without it, we would just have another holiday where we just are kind and friendly to everybody for a few days, and then we go back to being our usual grumpy selves, right? But because of Jesus, we celebrate Christmas because he is the light. He is everlasting, and you can't snuff him out. In the passage that we read, John 1.12, that verse says this. This is where I was going with these gifts. You gave gifts, you received gifts. If you've given a gift, and maybe you have at some point in time, did you ever give a gift and you saw somebody get it, and they opened it, and they just weren't? as excited as you thought maybe they would be. <laughs> hurts, doesn't it? Kind of hurts. Because we put thought into that. We thought they're going to love this. Didn't leave that. Somehow it missed the mark. John 1.12 says, but as many as received him, Jesus. He gave the right to be called children of God. My friends, we have a responsibility in this whole salvation picture. There is one thing that we have to do. We got to reach out and receive it. Okay? It can be presented to us and many, many times we can reject it. Reject it. Can you imagine how God feels when he watches us reject his son? We're missing the mark completely when we don't understand because of the gift of Jesus, because of what he came to this earth to do, 
to die, to shed his blood so that we could have right fellowship with God again because we can't have it without that blood of Jesus being shed. We're separated from God. God doesn't want that separation because his love for us is so deep. In that passage of John 1, who's it say that our creator was? In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was God, and the Word was with God. That's another name for Jesus. And it says later on that Jesus is our Creator. He is our Creator. And He came to die so that we could have right union, right fellowship with God the Father. But we have to receive it. It just doesn't happen automatically. If you don't receive that gift that's been given to you, it's not yours. That gift has been given of Jesus to you and me, and we have to receive it. But to do that, we have to understand Jesus is the light of the world. And it's his light that opens that path because without that light, we can't see the truth. And it's God that opens our eyes to the truth. You know, Scripture says men love darkness rather than light (laughs) because light exposes what? It exposes our deeds. (laughs) Light exposes who we are inside. Because we're all sinners. There's not a bigger one here in this group than me, I promise you. But the blood of Jesus washed it away. And even in my weakness, even in all my faults, I can stand before God and Jesus will say, My sins washed all of his faults away because he received me as his gift. Friends, I want to leave you with this. How about you? It's the simple, simple truth. It's so simple that some people don't get it. They think they got to do more. All you got to do is receive the gift. Jesus being the light of the world. That's all you got to do. I encourage you, as God is speaking to you, receive him. Receive him if you haven't today. Let's pray. Father, I thank you so very much again for who you are, for what you've done, for revealing yourself to us, for sending your Son, God in the flesh, Jesus, to do that act on the cross, to give us victory over death, so that we might have right fellowship with you again.
We thank you, Father. We don't even, we cannot thank you enough. Father, if there be any here today that have not ever made that decision, I pray, God, you speak to their heart right now. I pray that it would be clear to them that you would turn on that light to where they could recognize I need and I receive Jesus today as that gift so that I can spend all eternity with Jesus and with God. Speak to hearts today, Father. Thank you for this time of celebration. Thank you, Father, for this season. May we grow closer and closer to you this year than we were last. We give you praise and glory. We ask it all in Jesus' name. Amen. I think we've got one more song, I think, that worship team is going to lead us in.